Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. It's good to be back with you, but hey, Pastor Corey's not here. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm not Pastor Corey. You're not. No, this he's is... sloughing off on vacation <laughs> or something. Yeah, he's somewhere else, so we had to have another uh, another person go on the road trip. You know, another reason to ice cream. So, so we've got Jim. Jim Fielder, our uh, ice cream maker extraordinaire. You may remember, I think two weeks ago or so, uh, we had um, we were on location at the River Deck in Palouse and uh, had some wonderful brown butter and uh, and and Heath bit Heath bit ice cream. Yep, that was it. You have a better description of it than that. But, I think it was uh, uh, brown butter, brown sugar. That's, Heath bit ice yes. cream, and it's just too long. It, is, it doesn't roll off your tongue. It doesn't, but it was it delicious. Swallows. It swallows on the tongue just well. fine. <laughs> so we are uh, at yet another on-location location. Today we are in the city of Pullman, Washington, at the Lumber Yard. Um, yeah, and uh, for those of you that don't know, the Lumber Yard opened not too long ago, and has a variety of restaurants inside of it. It's the old Pullman Building Supply building. And I think some of the ice cream might... Well, the ice cream didn't have sawdust, but I think... But the, the waffle, waffle cone, cone might have. have it's a little, <laughs> it would have held together better. <laughs> it might have held together better. So ice cream uh, was, is delicious. Uh, we, we both tried the same thing. Uh, we had... What, what is it? Dirt ice cream? We had dirt ice cream. Which I think was a chocolate ice cream with a crushed up Oreo or something in it like that. Does that sound about right to Yeah, you? I would say it, it wasn't dirt, but you know, Pullman Building Supply does sell dirt, they so do. there they we do. go. So so it, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And then uh, we also had a Mexican chocolate, um, which we both were hoping for a little bit of spice, but had uh, more cinnamon, and then it had some almonds in it. Both both good ice creams. Yes. Um but, uh, yeah, so it was great, and w- this was our second stop. We tried to go to another location first, but it was, yeah. uh, maybe we have to go at 9 in the morning like I did that one time because it was a little busy. Yeah, Couldn't it was. find a place to park over at Ferdinand's. Yeah, and um, they had a line out the door, and yeah. there was no place to sit, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, and, uh, but I always wonder, you know, Ferdinand's ice cream store, isn't Ferdinand a bowl? I'm not sure, so... Yeah, and you know, you know, there's, there's, there's we'll wait for the truck to go by. We're sitting on the patio outside here on uh, beautiful, is it Grand Avenue? Yes. <laughs> so there might be a little bit of background noise uh, when a big semi truck goes through, but uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's a story about it too, and I don't remember the whole story, but they do. There's something about the bull and Ferdinand's and. Uh, so we still have to get there this this summer on our on location location tour of ice cream uh, stops across the Palouse and and well wherever anywhere. Uh, Pastor Corey uh, texted me earlier this week, Jim, and he was like, "Hey, you want to try to do the podcast by phone?" And I was like, "Yeah, we could do that." He's like, "I'm gonna call you when I find a good ice cream place." And a couple of hours later, like. Six hours later, I'm like waiting, waiting. Is Pastor Corey ever going to call? Are we ever going to do the podcast? He sends me a text and says, Tim, there's no good ice cream. 
over here. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I, I, I find it hard to believe. I, and how would you know there's not any good idea? Did he try them all? I, I don't know. He, he went looking and couldn't find a good place to, to go have ice cream, I guess. So maybe we've got them all here on the east side of the state. So, so uh, I looked it up, and Ferdinand's, there was a student there in 1938 whose name was Rune Gorenson, whose middle name was Ferdinand. Uh, and uh, it was shortly after 1938 when Disney, Walt Disney, released a short film called Ferdinand the Bull. And it was too much to ignore. So uh, they uh, named their sales uh, booth Ferdinand's and sold ice cream. And that's the rest that's of the, the story. story yeah. yeah. So it's been that since 1938. Uh, and they opened their doors officially in 1948. So, wow. Yeah, long history there. So we'll get back to Ferdinand's uh, later this summer. Yeah. Still lots of weeks to yeah. fill up with ice and, cream. And, and we, we did a sample in the middle of the winter when it was probably 20 degrees outside. Oh, yes, yes. We, we went and we were doing uh, pre-work uh, oh, yeah. for these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, And exactly. And uh, I had caramel cashew that day, and it was uh, pretty good. And yeah. uh, I was thinking about it again today, but yeah, they also have one called Apple Cup. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, well, I'm a sucker for anything with peanut butter. Um, and their chocolate peanut butter is good. And I like yeah, uh, yeah. Cougar Tracks. Yeah, oh gosh. Else, I can't wait to get over to over there. But uh, but we've had some good ice cream here today. Uh, yeah, the Mexican chocolate and the dirt, <laughs> the dirt ice cream. <laughs> both the chocolate-based ice cream, both delicious over here at the Lumber Yard. So if you're interested in checking it out, you should stop on by. Uh, yeah, but um, the other thing we want, one of the other things we want to talk about before we dig into the sermon scripture this week is our Lamp and Light journey verse for the week. Uh, this is week six of our Lamp and Light journey, uh, which is simply that um, we're on a, on a journey through the summer to memorize scripture. And uh, I've picked out some fairly short passages for us to try to commit to memory and and it's a challenge too for us to get in and read the rest of the context around that verse hopefully people are doing that Uh, but I've heard some good feedback from people that are enjoying this challenge Uh, and our verse this week comes from 1 Corinthians 2 2 Uh, and it's uh, it's simply it's just that uh, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified and uh, and so that's the verse for the week. It's pretty simple. Uh, but what would it be like, I think, for us to determine in our interactions as we interact with people that we know nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified, and if we lived like that, I think that'd be a radically transforming idea. It would be. And if it was like on our minds all the time. Yeah, on our minds. Except on the, the way here, we were thinking about ice cream. About yeah. ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we need to come up, come up with maybe some... Uh, Maybe we could come up with some biblical flavors. We could. Yeah. That would be um, funny. And we could have coffee, the uh, we could have A the coffee audience. flavor one we could call uh, Holy Grounds. Holy Grounds, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, we'll have, maybe we can come up with different ideas and have the audience vote on a favorite and offer a prize. Yeah, we could. We haven't done a prize in a couple of weeks. Maybe so it would be, be an ice cream card. Yes. Ice cream's yeah. a great incentive yeah. for voting for a... You know the uh, the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yep. 
It, it's uh, a, this is a popular podcast. We have people honking, driving by honking and waving, and uh, even though we're on the second story, uh, we'll let that car go by. Rumble of yeah, rumble of engine. Yeah. So uh, yeah, ice cream, lamp and light journey. The only thing left we really need to talk about, Jim, is a sermon scripture. And this week we are continuing our journey journey through the Psalms. And Pastor Corey knew he was going to be out of town this week a couple weeks ago, and he asked me to preach and um, said I could pick any psalm, which he did a a couple weeks ago when I preached. I picked um, Psalm 13, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was that one. I preach every week, but I have to remember which one did I pick. I picked Psalm 13, which is about lament. And uh, as we were talking about... um, what I might talk about this Sunday at church, I thought maybe what I would do is actually spend some time talking about uh, the psalm from whence the name of the Lamp and Light journey uh, comes and kind of gives the, the inspiration, so to speak, for our, our summer scripture focus here. And, and so we're in Psalm 119, uh, starting with verse 105 through 112. And I, I lost my spot somehow. Oh, the wind must there. have blown it. So, interesting thing about this, uh, talk a little bit about Psalm 119 in general. Uh, it's the longest psalm among the psalms. There's, do you know how many verses there are, Jim? Uh, 150? No, more. Uh, 176. 176 verses. It's actually the longest chapter in the Bible, too. Um, more than the trombones. It was, it was only 76 trombones. Yeah, there were only 76 It wasn't 176. 176 trombones, yeah. 176 verses, wow. Yeah, 176 verses. And they're, um, they're all about the law, which is interesting. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't often think about writing psalms of praise about the laws of our land or anything like that. Uh, so that's a little strange. Um, and... It's also interesting in that it's an acrostic poem, uh, and there are others in the Psalms that are this way, but this is, of course, by far the longest, and it's based on the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, so there's 22 letters, uh, 22 sections, and each of the sections are eight verses long, and so at the heading of every section, uh, there's uh, the name of the Hebrew letter, so in Psalm 119, 105 through 112, it's Nun, uh, N-U-N, and in the original, in the in the Hebrew, uh, it was, <coughs> excuse me, the first word of each of the eight verses in the section started with that letter of the alphabet. And so it doesn't really translate in the English version like like we have it that we'll be using on Sunday. Um, but that's how it was. And you can imagine, can you imagine the effort it would have taken 
to come up with this particular psalm. It would have been I tough. Mean, I, I think the psalmist who is anonymous must have spent an incredible amount of time very carefully crafting this. I'd say he's a low CD. Probably. Yeah. Not, well, not probably. <laughs> a lot. Fair, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm a little OCD. I had to do the math, so the 22 times 8 is 176. Okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. So, uh, yeah, I think I said something on the podcast last week that may have been wrong, and Pastor Corey was researching it, and he, he said, Tim, you had that wrong. I checked my source. My source said what, it, what I had reported, but there were more than... Uh, ten, the word, um, pr- the word, praise the Lord or Hallelujah, in uh, in Psalm, what were we in last week? Uh, Psalm one fifty was thirteen times, not ten. So there's a little discrepancy there about how that. I'm curious where my source uh, that I had read got the just the ten because it was clearly thirteen in the ESV translation. Yeah, uh, and I think Pastor Corey went back to the Hebrew and looked and and counted 13 as well so not sure what's going on with that a little bit of um, mystery and, yeah. and whatever there so sorry if I led you all astray last week I apologize sometimes even people ministering the word get it wrong yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty amazing but, that, that he decided to take all 22 yeah and only kept eight verses yeah. but it looks like he finished every one of them yeah I mean you know it's, it's a complete section unto itself yeah it's it's crazy mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and it must just have really been okay nothing, well. nothing but the best for you folks today <laughs> yeah, in yeah. terms of ambient noise here in Pullman uh, but uh, yeah it must have just taken an incredible amount of skill and how do you I mean part of me thinks I know how hard I work sometimes to get something just right you know and uh, especially when I'm crafting like a letter or an article for the newsletter or something like that and I spend all this time trying you know make sure you're saying the right things using only the space that you have or even a paper that I've been writing for my seminary classes and they tell you you only have 750 words so you've got to make those 750 words count you know right and they've got to be accurate I think so he set these limits these clear limits that he was going to operate inside of you know, every every letter of the Hebrew alphabet, eight verses on each one. They all have to start. You know, and and I wonder how many more he he wrote to and and didn't use, like the editing process of it. Like, right. did he yeah. did he just get to eight and stop, or yeah. did he I'd like did he to try see the, thirteen or fifteen? And then I'd like to like, see oh. the original word documents. Yeah. See if he shared it with anybody and they had markups on it. Yeah. you know, you got to get this back to eight. You know? Yeah, you got to get it back to eight. It's too long. Yeah. Make it more yeah. concise, yeah. <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's it's wonderful, and and it's the scripture that we're focused on uh, today. And so I really think it's just the eight verses. So I think we can read it. Um, Jim, do you want to read uh, from your version that you've got the NLT? I think in sure. front of you today. Yeah. Uh, why don't you read for us Psalm one nineteen, one hundred five to one twelve. So, starting 105, your word is a lamp uh, to guide my feet and a light for my path. This is going to sound a little different from what you memorized, but it's still got the same essence, so we'll do it again. I'm kind of starting to sing like Amy Grant in my song in my head, though. I can hear that song she sings, Thy Word is a Lamp to My yeah. Feet. Yeah. yeah. So, your, uh, your lamp is a guide to my feet and a light to my path. I promised it once and I'll promise it again. I will obey your righteous regulations. 
I will suffer much, O Lord. Restore my life again as you promised. Lord, accept my offering of praise and teach me your regulations. My life constantly hangs in the balance, but I will not stop obeying your instructions. The wicked have set their traps for me, but I will not turn from your commandments. Your laws are my treasure. They are my heart's delight. I, will, I am determined to keep your decrees to the very end. Makes me kind of think of our uh, our church's kind of motto or theme, you know. It's uh, and Jesus there to heal our imperfect lives. He talks about some of the imperfect, but, you know, being there and looking for that healing and being, you know, looking for uh, keeping on the right track. Yeah. So, yeah. there so, we go. Yeah, well, that's beautiful. You know, that's really nice in the NLT. I like that. Um, I like reading different versions. Um, sometimes it gives you just a little different insight. Um, one of the things I've been, been learning in my uh, my seminary class that I'm in right now is is how varied and diverse interpretation of the scripture is. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, these are things I know, but um, uh, when you encounter people from I think there's this tendency when we get inside of groups and we, like our church uses the ESV, and so we look at it strictly from that perspective and you kind of get accustomed to it. And that's good. And we have a common language and we share it and we share this Bible. And, but uh, sometimes you get challenged by other other perspectives. Yeah. Other word choices that kind of bring out just a little different nuance that that interpreter saw in the word. And and, and it's, it's complicated. I mean, it's an ancient language. Uh, and, and interpreting it sometimes can be complicated. So I just, I really uh, have an appreciation for the different different versions that are being offered. But uh, the focus, of course, uh, for us is this idea that God's word, uh, and there's lots of different words, words for uh, the word here. Uh, and and I want to read in the ESV. I'm just going to pull out a few of them. These are common words throughout Psalm 119. You'll see them all the way through, but uh, so we have word, uh, righteous rules, um, word again, uh, rules, law, precepts, testimonies, statutes, all different uh, ways of talking about God's God's word and God's law for His people. And uh, sometimes they they have there are different nuances to the words. Uh, we don't have time to get into today to talk about, but all of them essentially talking about God's law. And this, the psalmist is spending 176 verses praising God for his law. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just think that's, that's amazing. And, uh, and, and what's great is that is the view that the psalmist has of the law. And, and if you go back to verse 1, it's interesting. The whole chapter is titled, um, Your Word is a Lamp to My Feet and a Light to My Path, or something like that. And so clearly that's his angle as he starts writing this, is that God's Word is a lamp and a light. And so what, is, what does that mean for us, though? Uh, what do you think, Jim? I mean, light well, and lamp, I mean, what's when, that when, all about? When you think about, you know, he's talking about staying away from darkness. And I yeah, think about, okay. uh, I'm a kind of guy that carries a flashlight in my pocket. And at night... You are that guy. Yeah, yeah I'm that guy. Yeah. Always prepared. My son always said I was the king of the flashlights. But when you think about it at night, if you're out in the woods or in the wilderness, out in the world, 
and you don't have a way to see the roots that might trip us or the dangers, a cliff that we could fall over, you know, that light is what will illuminate a pathway for us. Yeah. And make sure that, you know, we you know, sidestep things or don't, you know, are, are corrected by things. And I think that's a, that's a, a good description of what, yeah. you know, the, thy word is a light. Yeah. You know, it illuminates yeah. for us. Yeah, I think you're right. I know I was uh, at our men's Bible study on Tuesday morning at 5.30, for those of you who might want to join us at the church. That's way too early. It is way too <laughs> early. <laughs> and that's the name of the Bible study. Um, we, what I, it kinda, I was reminded of, you know, sometimes... Like in the morning uh, during the school year when um, I get up 5.30 or so because uh, I have to drive the school bus in the morning. And, and a lot of the time in the morning it's dark. Tracy's still in bed, still sleeping, and so I try not to turn on any lights. Uh, there, there's a door to the room to the shower, and so when I get into there, I close that door and turn on that light, but then when I'm done, I turn it off and I come out and... Um, I usually get dressed and get my hair combed and do my teeth brushing, all that stuff in the dark. And I walk that path, you know, through my room, I don't know how many times a day, but it's very familiar to me. But in the dark, you'd think, knowing, having walked it as many times as I have in the light, I could avoid the obstacles in the room. But but, but nine times out of ten, while I'm walking through there, I run into something, you know. I whack the corner of the bed, that always hurts really well. But uh, what that made me think of is that sometimes, even in familiar places, uh, even in familiar places of darkness, we need we need light. Uh, even in those familiar places, and so uh, you may be you may be. Uh, what I was thinking was, you know, we have times of grief in our life, uh, and we chances are you have multiple times of grief, and so you may be familiar with grief but that doesn't mean that you can navigate it without any light. Uh, you, you may need the light of, uh, of, of God's word and of friendship and of somebody to come alongside of you to help you through that time, even in something that's kind of familiar to us. Uh, random thought there for me about... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And, and there's really, too, this commitment... Um, I like, uh, he says in verse 110, the wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. And so there's this, this real conviction and commitment to keep following God's word, like through everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of struck by that too. And really, uh, I think that's a good encouragement, a good word for us as we face whatever we're going to face in life. And and the enemy certainly throws traps at us. Is uh, how, how do you how do you avoid those those traps? And if you stay, if you if you uh, do not stray from God's precepts, from His rules, from His laws for living, from His word that He's spoken to us, which is the entire Bible, uh, all of the Holy Scriptures, then. If you do that, you can avoid the snare of, of the evil one. And uh, but that's that's like not always easy, right? I mean, no. I was so I'm usually a pretty good rule follower, but um, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to follow the rules, and uh, there's so many of them like that we don't even think about. 
every day that we live by, you know, when it comes to, you know, even just driving from Palouse to Pullman and how many different traffic laws there are that you had to obey as you drove, whatever, we don't think about that. And some of that just comes second nature. And then, uh, but for some reason, when we talk about biblical laws, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to follow. <laughs> like, we're a little more hesitant to follow God's laws for our life, even though they're intended for good. And according to the psalmist, they're, they're wonderful and they uh, bring blessing to our lives and, and they're great for us. Yeah, yeah. In uh, the NLT on uh, that uh, next to last verse in verse 7 there, which is really 111, uh, it says, your laws are, are my treasure. They are my heart's delight. Oh, yeah, so it's, yeah. I mean, that's, I think sometimes we can take solace in the fact that, that you know, these things are good for us. Yeah. God's laws are good for us. You know, it's, it, you know, it prevents us, you know, sometimes we, you know, step over the line and drive too fast to get a speeding ticket. And, you know, if, you know, we had to just say, you know, 55 is just fine. Yeah. You know, it, we wouldn't have to dealt with that, deal with that heartbreak or... Or I haven't explained to your wife why you got a hundred and forty dollar ticket. I not that I've had not, not that I have, one. Us no, have. No, no, I didn't have one on the way over here. No, 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 no. tickets. And we're not lying. No. So we're just you're just kind of using it to throw an example. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love that language that it's uh, in the ESV. It says uh, they are the joy of my heart. Right. It's a Same similar thing. idea, you know. But just uh, it's what an interesting and challenging thought to look at God's laws and rules for us. And consider that they're joy bringing in our lives, and so I think that's a maybe a good challenge for us to end on is this uh, this idea of how think about uh, how God's laws and rules can bring joy to your life. Yeah, what a good a good word from the psalmist and a good word for all of you. And of course, if you want to learn more about Psalm one nineteen, uh, we encourage you to come to Blues Federated Church on Sunday. Our services are 9 and 11 a.m., 1.30 at Bishop Place in Pullman. And uh, come and join us as we dive into this uh, beautiful psalm about the importance of God's Word and it's, uh, the way it can illuminate uh, our journey. Uh, so thank you, Jim. Thank you for the ice cream and for uh, coming here to the Lumberyard. And thank you all for listening. Uh, and, this has been... Uh, and, and remember, yeah. drive 55 and stay alive. That's right. 55, stay alive. This has been Jim and Tim coming to you from our on-location location of the Lumberyard in beautiful Pullman, Washington. Uh, wishing you a blessed day.